Amen. All right, once again, if you could, take your Bibles and go to Romans chapter 8. And look, if you would please, at this one verse before we go back to the, uh, the book of Joshua. Verse 37, nay, in all these things, we are, and again, what's the phrase again? More than conquerors through him that loved us. You know, isn't it amazing, and, and we're going to see this some more, a lot more, but it's amazing when it comes to the Christian walk, how much war, battle, uh, confrontation is used because that's exactly what it is. We are confronting the prince of the power of the air. We are battling wickedness. And you can't just set that aside and decide you're going to float through life until the Lord takes you home and that's it. Satan's going to make sure at one time or another, you're going to be making a choice. Whether it comes to soul winning, whether it comes to living, you know, that, that, that testimony, when it comes to the local church, whatever it might be, Satan will make sure you're challenged. Uh, Brother Tim Rule has already been mentioned. I, I took note of something that he said he was talking about the book of Hebrews. And honestly, I haven't preached out of the book of Hebrews enough here uh, in the last 30 plus years, and I need to a little bit more. There's much to learn from there. But he made this statement that for the Jew, you go through Hebrews and you recognize that for the Jew, there is one word that if it's not there in print, it's there in substance. One word that for the Jewish nation, it just lingers and it's still lingering. And that is the word unbelief. When I was traveling down and coming back, I, uh, I was listening to a book that Benjamin Netanyahu uh, wrote. It's just called Bibi. And it's his life. It's his political career. Uh, I mean, it's, it's long. And even after several hours, you know, I, I've, and I had already started on it some, but uh, I'm not sure if I'm over halfway is really something. But it's amazing what I heard him talking about yesterday as I was on my way back from Hanford. He's looking, he, he's, he's, he's thinking about things that you and I know in Scripture. He's talking about them. And I think, my soul, a, 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 a Christian young person in junior high who has had uh, an average Bible, you know, education could teach this guy much about his God. 
because there are places that he's referring to, situations, people, etc., and he's missing the whole point about Jesus Christ. And with some things that he said, sadly, and, and, and people that he mentioned, uh, uh, Christians, uh, so-called evangelical ministries that he talked about, they helped him miss the point. And that is just, that, that's, that, <laughs> that's just sad. Because these people need to know their Messiah has come. People that have experienced the Lord Jesus Christ, has, they have so much to tell them. By the way, this is why we need to be praying for Giselle. She's going to be in a ministry all about that, about giving the gospel to the Jewish people. But anyway, I, I got to thinking about this. You know, when it comes to unbelief, we get challenged with it too. We do. There are times over and over, I, I wind up recalling the phrase that Christ mentioned to every church in the Revelation chapters 2 and 3. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. My prayer is, I, I mean this, my prayer is that as I prepare to bring the word of God to you, I'm listening myself. The preacher needs to have ears to hear. The people need to have ears to hear. Now look, everybody has an opinion, everybody has an observation when it comes to what's going on in the world today. I mean, when it comes to the politics, when it comes to the culture, when it comes to war, when it comes to nation against nation and all that, we're all over the map. We, we can, you know, we can have differences of opinion, you know, this and that and, 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 and so forth. But more and more, my desire is, please, dear God, I, I got one chance in this life. And maybe it is because I'm older. But it's like, God, please, I do not want to miss your will for my life. Not for singularly the call or daily. I want your will. And that's why I want to be, you know, I want to be submissive to the Spirit. I want to be tender towards the Spirit. And when I get to thinking about where we're going to be going, and go ahead and go to Joshua chapter 5, if you would, please. It's like, Lord, help us not to miss this. Now, I don't know. I don't know where your heart is. I might have already lost a few of you. I pray that I haven't. Folks, we're a family. We're a family. How many of you, you find yourself praying for your earthly family? You know, your, your, your spouse, your kids, your grandkids, if you've got them, and on and on and on. I tell you what, it, it, it keeps you busy at the throne of grace. It ought to keep us busy when it comes to the family of God as well. That's why we hand out 
that quarterly paper with everybody's name on it. And we need to go through and pray for one another. How many of you need prayer? If I had three hands, I'd put them up. Why? Because we all need to be making the choices. I, I You know, <laughs> this is why I'm saying I, I'm not getting through the message this morning, but that's, you know, that's okay. Isn't it, Lord? You know, I, I can't imagine standing before the Lord one day and going, Lord, I didn't think much of your will, but let me tell you something. I had the time of my life. Hey, there was one day. You think he wants to hear that? Not a chance. I was talking to a couple of pastor friends of mine while we were down there, and I, di I didn't bring this up, but you know, they said, man, it's amazing how the impact of COVID is still lingering in churches. It's amazing. I would love to take each and every one of you that's here right now and have you back tonight as we're looking at the Holy Spirit and what happened when the Holy Spirit came into the church in Acts chapter 2 and he came bringing gifts. Every person here, every person that has trusted Christ as Savior has been given at least one gift. And you weren't given it so you could go to on America's Got Talent. You weren't given it for your self-aggrandizement or so you know so you could be popular or proud or me or anybody, but it's all for the glory of God. Somebody say amen. I wish you were here to hear it. If you're not going to be here tonight, please would you at some time listen to it? Because it's important, because we are the body of Christ because there are people out there that need our God and there's others that don't want them to get that message. Something happened while we were gone. It's, that's why sometimes I, I, I hate to leave because it's like, oh boy, Lord, what's gonna happen? Somebody stole the lock again that the trash family, the trash family, the trash company uses to lock our gate here. So it's gone. So gate is on locked. So somebody came onto the property and my cameras are ringing up and they stole the two flags that we put out here, that I put out here months ago. Welcome and Jesus saves. Now I'm not sure why, but I got a feeling there's people out there that don't want others to know that Faith Baptist is saying welcome and oh, Jesus saves. Now, we've had worse that's happened. The point is this. It's a battle. It's a battle. God allows situations in our lives for our growth and his glory. He allows situations. He allows hurt. Right now, we have people in our lives that are being stretched for their growth and his glory. God is good. I have 
for so long, this, as we have been working through this, I, for so long in my life, this place has been so precious to me, this book of Joshua. Because again, I believe this, this is not going to heaven. Crossing the Jordan and going into the promised land is not going to glory. When we get to heaven, we're not going to be battling. We are going to be at rest. This is a picture of the Christian life. And in that picture, we need to recognize that God is speaking to us. Why? Because the Apostle Paul told us the things that were written aforetime were written for us. Us. We learn. Now, we're not going to go through the entire chapter 5. I'd like for you to go, if you would please, to verse 13. I want us to see a few things from there, and I'm going to save the rest of the message for next week because I don't want to rush this. There's too much to glean. Look at verse 13, and it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho, that he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? And he said, Nay, but as captain of the Lord of hosts am I now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, what saith my Lord unto his servant? Now catch that, what Joshua said. What saith my Lord unto his servant? Could that be our prayer this morning? Lord, here we are. The preacher's up there. Boy, Lord, I don't know about that guy sometimes, but he's got your word open. And there's a phrase here, Lord, could I honestly with a true heart pray that before you? Now think about that. Are we to be an encouragement to each other? <laughs> Are we here to be an encouragement to each other? How many of you, now listen, how many of you want to be encouraged in the Lord? And I tell you what, let's all get together around the word this morning and let's look at a phrase and let's say, oh my Lord, I want to be able to pray that phrase. What saith my Lord unto his servant? Verse 15. And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoes from off thy foot, for the place whereon thou standest is holy. And Joshua did so. I want to give you just a few things from here. Number one, this is warfare. Like I've said, this is warfare. The people in the capital over here are at war 
and they're loving it because they see themselves winning. By the way, Brad Cranston preached a message while we were down there. Let me tell you something. I mean, he just, he cut loose, and I praise God. It was great. It was good to hear, hear him again. Spurgeon said this about this phrase, or this question, art thou for us or for our adversaries? He said, the Lord Jesus usually appears to his people in a manner which proves his communion with them. He shows himself to be like his brethren. To Abraham, the pilgrim, he appeared as a pilgrim. With Jacob, the wrestler, he wrestled. To the holy children, he appeared as one in the furnace, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And to Joshua, the soldier, he showed himself as a warrior. Now listen to this. Our Lord is the defender of his chosen and will show himself strong on their behalf. Now, that's something we're going to be contemplating later. But the point is this. I'm standing up here and I'm saying, hey, folks, guess what? I'm telling you something that you know, but maybe we don't know it as much as we need to know for the future. This life is a battle. Brother, he um, mentioned Tim Rule, and he was talking about you know his kids and grandkids and such. You look at the younger generation, it was great to see the amount of young people, young men that were at the Master's Men these last couple of days. I mean, there was a good group that stood up, and I thought, praise God, that's that's great. But meanwhile, they're they're hearing from the older ones, it's going to get worse. What a thing to hear. Well, it is going to get worse. But God is going to show himself strong. He always does. He always will because he is always the same. He is our God. And if the Lord Jesus Christ showed up in the flesh right now in this building, first of all, oh man, wouldn't that be incredible? But secondly, he would look at us and say, hey, guess what? It's going to get worse. But you know something? I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. And I'm telling you, we'd be bouncing off the walls. That would be off the charts. Look at the next phrase. The answer of the Lord. Nay, but as captain of the Lord, of the, excuse me, as captain of the host of the Lord, am I now come? Number one, this is warfare. Number two, our Lord comes as captain. Does our God know how to fight? Oh, mercy. As a matter of fact, this is his battle. This is his war. But let's never forget, we are a part of it. I'm listening again. I'm I'm listening to... uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, and it's really something. He said the the media in Israel basically are all to the left. 
And he says, I'm, I'm fighting these people. And the more he's talking, the more I'm thinking, boy, this sounds familiar. <laughs> and, and I'm not kidding. The way he was being treated, you should have heard what they did to him in that nation after he did so much to defend them, defend them from the people that want to wipe them off the face of the earth, how they treated him. I mean, the, the government, the media, the whole bit. And then I got to thinking, man, it really does sound familiar. Like right now. But it's amazing. The wickedness that goes on and you can sense the wicked one that's behind it all. But he has been defeated. Our God is over all. But thirdly, I want you to see this. Look at what the angel said again. Loose thy shoe from off thy foot. For the place whereon thou standest is holy. Number three, we come first to holy ground. Now, 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 hear that. This is holy ground, not because it's a church, but we are gathered here as God's people and we have the Bible open and we're hearing from the Holy Spirit, and we're hearing this. Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. I am the Lord thy God, ruler of heaven and earth. I'll never leave you again nor forsake you, but in the last days, this is the way it's going to be. But greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And you know something, as we'll see, the first point that we will reach when we come back together next Sunday is that we fight from victory, not for victory. Very important. The Syrian martyr, John Chrysostom, who lived from 347 to 407, said this, you are but a poor soldier of Christ. If you think you can overcome without fighting, do you hear that? You are but a poor soldier of Christ if you think you can come without fighting and suppose you can have the crown without the conflict. How many of you have loved ones in your life? You know something? There's a battle. Why? Because Satan wants your loved one as well. Hey, you looked around your nation lately? Guess what's happening? You know what's sad? Is there are a multitude of people that profess Christ. They're not, they're not waging the battle in the prayer closet. They're too busy being out in front of the world going, hey, we're just like you. We just got Jesus too. No, because we have Jesus, we are nothing like the world. 
nothing. Boy, that doesn't sound friendly. It's not meant to sound friendly. This is warfare. How many of you would love to see our nation go to war with somebody else that's trying to destroy us and the soldiers go, hey, it's okay. We're just like you. It's just that we come from this country. Let's have a latte. That's not right. If there's going to be a taste of what we have in Christ, there might be a little bit of a taste of blood. Remember that poem that I gave you? All human progress up to God has stained the stairs of time with blood. For every gain of Christendom is bought by someone's martyrdom. That's the truth. It's the truth. Ah, oh, but the freedom has been so great to, you know, to relish in. Yeah, but that was only as long as people were adhering to some kind of civilization that came out of our Bible. That's being cast aside now. Roger and I were talking about this, that, uh, you know, used to be people didn't mess with churches at all. Now they could care less. Go to Ephesians 2, if you would. Ephesians chapter 2. I'm going to take you just to a couple of passages, and then we're done. Now, I know, you know, a lot of you right now are feeling good because you're thinking, wow, that's great, five minutes after 12, and we'll get out of here. I'd love to be here a good long while longer. Look at Ephesians 2, verse 1. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom all, excuse me, among whom also we all had our conversation, our lively, you know, how we were living in times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desire of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. You know what those first three verses in Ephesians chapter 2 just said? Guess what? You were living the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, but you're not anymore because you're in Christ. You know what happens on this earth when there are people that go to the things that just absolutely desire to overwhelm humanity and say, I don't want you anymore. You know what happens? Conflict. Lust of the flesh, ain't gonna live with it. Lust of the eyes, you can have it. Pride of life, no. And yet he's saying what Paul is saying to the people there in Ephesus, this was you, but you're not there anymore. So this is what you've got to do. Now, there's so much more that he says, but go to Ephesians 6. Again, a very familiar passage, but an important one. Because we have said no, according to Ephesians 2, when it comes to lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and pride of life. 
we wind up having to dress up. As a football player, no. How about in a tuxedo? Uh Uh-uh. We need to dress up like a soldier. Like a soldier. Verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to do what? Stand against the wiles of the devil. Now, now, just park right there for a second. There is armor that we need. You know why? Because you're going to walk out those double doors and Satan is going to be waiting for you and he's got a snarl on his face and he's got a scheme up his sleeve and he's going to do everything he can to bring you down. Now, that is not funny. How many of you passed a homeless person on your way to church? Do you think those people, they say, you know, when I was eight years old, I told the church class, or excuse me, I told the class, you know, when I grow up, I want to be barely existing. I want to be living like an animal and just going after my drugs. You think that's what they said? Absolutely not. If Satan doesn't think much of them, do you think he's going to think much of people that have named the name of Christ? Do you recognize the the, the wretched work that the wicked one does to the people of God? Now, again, this is all introductory. There is good news, but we're going to have to wait till next Sunday. The point is this. I'm encouraging all of you. I'm encouraging me too. Listen, all of us that we need to put on the armor of God because the wiles of the devil are out there. A pastor friend of mine, I haven't told anybody this except my wife, but I'll go ahead and tell you. A pastor friend of mine was hacked on his Facebook. And we're singing, and we're, you know, the, you know it's there, the evening service for the, uh, for the master's men, and I'm, it's great and excellent. And I took my phone out, and I did a video thing of, of you know, and some of you might have seen that, the singing, you know, that we're singing. It was good. It was great. Mike Schrock leading it. And... It, 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 my phone told me that somebody, a, a, a well-known pastor friend of mine, had messaged me with several other pastors. And I said, oh, and again, while I'm there in the place, I hit it. And a video that was not playing was right there, and there was a naked woman. I thought, oh, my soul. And I hit the X, and I said, I don't want this. And I said, you know, block this person, you know, whoever it is. And I, and I real quick texted the, the, the friend of mine and said, hey, I think you got hacked. 
But you know, I thought, that's just like the wicked one. He knows. And I've told you this before, and with relish, I tell you again. I can't wait when Satan is cast into the lake of fire. I want to be on the 50-yard line. I want to do, help do the wave. I want to pass out the popcorn. I want, I want Satan to scream at the top of his wretched lungs for all eternity, for all the wickedness and the pain and the wretchedness that he insidiously brought down on humanity. But that means that we need to be setting that aside. And if I'm telling you that Satan has designs on you and me, dear God, help us to take seriously the armor of God because the wiles of the devil are out there. Amen? The title of the message is, Our God is Able. This is part of a series, if you will call it, Give Me That Mountain. Lord, I want that mountain, just like Caleb did. But Lord, meanwhile, we're we're coming in and we're taking on that territory and we're battling and we're fighting and we're wrestling and we're praying and we're moving forward. But the thing is, is Lord, we... You know, praise God, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us, but we still battle. I'm not kidding. They hadn't said a thing about pride. They hadn't said a thing about pride in in the men's meeting. And then the Lord goes, hey, Raj, you got a problem with pride. But Lord, no, no, don't, don't, don't give me butts. You got a problem with pride. Now, some people think, well, that's, a, that's an easy thing to admit to. No, it's not. That's sin. I got a lot of praying that I need to do. I, you know, I, I need to live out what David did with God, excuse me, yeah, with God, when he said, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. It's not going to be too much further down the road that we're going to be looking at the ongoing efforts of Israel to conquer the land that the Lord gave them where they come across a situation where there's somebody that doesn't take seriously the commands of God and his name is Achan. That's not a good thing to see what takes place. So as we come into this, and we'll pick it up again next Sunday morning, but as we come into this, is our God able? Praise God, he is. But again, My orders are to fight. I was not told to win or lose. My orders are to fight. And it's the same with you. We are more than conquerors, but that doesn't mean we sit back and let somebody else do the fighting because the wicked one has designs on you as well.
the thing I'm glad for, the wicked one doesn't have a prayer closet. We do. We do. So we'll continue next Sunday.